hello and welcome to another episode of Putting It Together with me, Brian O'Sullivan. It's the Creative Conversations podcast and today my creative conversation is with the amazing Stephen Arden, a terrific comic and musical theatre performer uh, with loads of patter and an amazing, an amazing backstory and huge wealth of experience. Really was fascinating to talk to Stephen. Yet another episode I've been meaning to do for a long time, but here we are. Here we are. All this week I've been in the studio for one reason or another. Some of it uh, recording podcasts for later as as the weeks go on, and a lot of it recording backing tracks for Panto, which uh, has been an amazing joy. It's been kind of, I think when the deadline approaches and it's really upon me, I, I get into a space of like high creativity, actually. And I love nothing more than just shutting myself in the studio and I eat meals in front of the computer and I just just continue working and I'm really happy doing it I'm just dead I feel dead on purpose um all day today I've been between recording podcasts recording tracks recording uh, guide vocals and just endless and I just yeah totally love it totally love it so I highly recommend um having a deadline or something that you really creatively care about and just being totally wrapped up in it if you can and it's a luxury it's a luxury to be able to do it to to have the opportunities to, to do it to have to do it um and also to be able to put other parts of life on hold for a second you know just to do it it's, it's great um so i'm heading to london on saturday for a few months um i don't think i'm still i still don't think i'm officially allowed to tell you what I'm doing (laughs) but if you know me you probably know what it is but anyway it doesn't matter point is I'm very grateful that I get to go and work and uh, I'm looking forward to a change of scene to working down down south and um, yeah I'm I'm just I'm keen for it and it'll be different from doing panto and I'm gonna miss panto and you know things constantly change that's the only thing we can pretty much guarantee change what's it change is the only constant or death and taxes, I suppose, is the other one um, that we can guarantee. Anyway, heading down on Saturday, um, renting my flat out to some pals, or at least they're helping look after it, house sitting for me. So I'm kind of moving a few things and trying to pack things away and trying to pack things to take with me, whilst, as I've mentioned, doing all this recording. So it's a fairly frantic time, but I am sort of thriving in the middle of it all. Um, and I'm just dead, I'm dead grateful. I'm grateful to be working and to be able to do this podcast still and I've got some great guests coming up over the next few weeks not least Stephen Arden who we're talking to today now if you'd like to support the show you can do that by giving us a follow on social media but also encouraging um encouraging engaging engaging with our posts is really important so if you already follow us or if you're about to like and share our posts put comments under them things like that that makes a big difference as well with the, the old algorithm you know how it is um so it's Pet CC Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and it's putting it together on Facebook. If you'd like to contribute financially to the show to help with the running costs, of which there are some, then you can go to our website, which is puttingittogethercast.com, and you just click on Donate. It's dead easy. You can give a, a pound or a couple of pounds a month. You can give a one-off wee tip of a fiver or a tenner. It's all appreciated. And as ever, I want to thank the people who do give those monthly donations and those one-offs. It's not unnoticed and it does make a difference. Thank you very much. So that once more is puttingittogethercast.com. Click on the donate button and it's as easy as you like from there on in. Just a few clicks and you can support the show uh, and keep us going. If you think it's worthwhile, then please do that. Now it's time for my guest of the week. It's Stephen Arden. He's with me and we are Putting It Together. You're not really supposed to eat a big load of chocolate and then use no, your voice, are you? I've just realised. <laughs> <laughs> it's chewing like a big cow. I've, I've hung up on people for that. Have you? Aye. You're one of those? No, I. Do you yeah. have misophonia, like the yeah, actual thing? Yeah, yeah. It's literally what I kill you. Aye. Yeah. Do you get it in the theatre when you're in the mm-hmm. audience? Mm-hmm. I get it so bad. Yeah. I don't I'll, know if I've got, maybe I've got that thing, because it makes me so anxious. Aye. I just get raging. I'm like, yep. are you so unaware? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I sort of turn around and I, I'm trying to give people a look as if, are you joking? You like, this, do you, you not? Get... <gasps> no. That shit. No. That shit. And then, I'm going to murder you. I'm no. Literally. I went to see um, Tally's Blood yep. the other night, and there was a guy sitting behind me who I thought was sleeping because mm-hmm. of the way he was breathing. No, no. 
that was his awake breathing, which was like. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't it? Was it was nose uh-huh, like that? Uh-huh. And I was considering turning around and saying, maybe if you just open your mouth, like yeah. breathe through your mouth. And then I turned around and he was sleeping, which made his breathing uh, even louder. Right, okay. So when he his missus woke him up, and then the breathing just was still as bad <laughs> the whole way through the show. I was murderous by the end of it. No, I can't. I can't abide that kind of stuff. So you hang up and people <laughs> they make mouth yeah. noises. I've actually I've stopped listening to voice notes. Like one of my pals was chewing and he was like, he's like, oh, I'm used to, um, I'm just gonna, and I was just like, and I just, <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm going to ask you to record that again. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'll kill you. <laughs> That's so funny. I I don't know. Maybe we have it more keenly, like mm-hmm. as actors. I don't know because. Or as a musician as well, I'm always... Because you listen for stuff. Really listening. Mm-hmm. And if stuff's a bit flat or a bit sharp, mm-hmm. I'm always kind of... My ears are always being dead picky. Oh yeah, you did. You just did the head thing. There, go, to, mm. try, to try and get someone... Uh, to somebody, help someone tune. get any tune. That's, that's the universal... <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> and also it doesn't really work on a podcast either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but no, I, no. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So we're neighbours, eh? We are neighbours. How about that? How about that? Oh, this is going to become a new sort of artistic hub, this whole community. Aye. Yeah. Everybody want to live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, what, Arden and O'Sullivan live there? <laughs> that sounds like a, a comic duo. It does. It sounds like a... For the ages. Like a TV. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like a TV thing. Like, the Arden and O'Sullivan show. <laughs> yeah, or a detective agency. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were telling me that you've been you've been doing the panto at the buyer for 10 years now. Must, it might even be more than that, because it's... 2012 was my first one um, and I choreographed that but I wasn't in it right. um, and then it was sort of beyond then so you're, we've been kind of on the go up there for like yeah but four, what's this this is 20 11, 11 nearly 12 years but yeah yeah over a decade easily yeah wow yeah. I think I must have been involved in the one before you started then because mm-hmm. I and I'm putting this in very heavy quotes I right. MD'd uh, the one one year right. and which meant I made kind of these terrible, terrible backing tracks. I had no software or, or know-how. Yeah, but yeah, somehow yeah. I was dragged in through having done one job before or something. Somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Yeah, yeah and, and I was cheap, of course. Mm-hmm. I was just out of college. I can only imagine how bad it was. <laughs> but I went up to see it and I sat in the box, like in the, the lighting kind of up box the top. at the yeah, back. Yeah, because yeah. there was no seats or something. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, was very proud of myself. <laughs> so you should be. Oh well, you tried. So you? you should be. Yeah, that was the first show. I, it was the first show I properly choreographed. Was up there and kind of seeing it all on its feet and going, you know, learning kind of on the job and as you go and going, all oh, right, this works, that doesn't. What do yeah. we need to do? You know. Yeah, I suppose that's the only way to learn, isn't it, in this business? Sometimes, ah, you do it and then hope you don't do it so badly that nobody hires you again. You're like, I promise I'll get better. <laughs> yeah, you have to see the complete product yeah, and then go, and you go, okay, so that's shite, that's, that's shite. Right, well, how do I fix it? Yeah. So where where had you been before that? Had you just graduated at that point? Not long graduated, no. Um, I'm trying to think when I came out. 20, whatever, 2010 or something. 2010, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I'd been out for a little bit, so I'd done some... I did a panto like years and years ago. Um, actually, God rest his soul, the first pant, professional panto I did was with the late David Goodall, actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Was that a Baldy Bane? Uh, no, it wasn't. It he was, did a lot with them, didn't he? He did, yeah. It was Spiller's panto, and it was their mm. first... It was their first time in Scotland. Because um, they do Motherwell, don't they? Yes, so it was their first one. Right. Um, me being a local lad at the time, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh... So it was me. He would be the kind of hod it and dod it type. I can't even remember the characters' names, sure, but sure. yeah, he... Yeah, he and I were there, and he gave me one of the best panto jokes I've ever heard in my life. Oh, please do. And I tell you. Of course. Right. And I've, uh, just, it's just genius. <laughs> so I come on, and I'm like, no, wait, wait for me, wait for me. And he's like, how was the matter with you? And I'm like, wait, I'm, it's my, my feet, it's my sciatica. And he was like, <laughs> sciatica? In your feet? And I went, aye, these shoes are an eight, sciatica nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's tremendous. And I just like to share that one, because it was just, that came for David, and it was, oh. I think it's the funniest it's One a belter. It is a belter. I like when you get into a chat with people and you start sharing your favourite panto jokes. Because mm-hmm. people turn turn their minds differently when they're looking to receive panto humour. Yeah. Like if you tell that joke in amongst other jokes, people go, oh, for goodness sake. Aye. But when you put it in character and Aye. in a panto context, it's like, it's a joy. Yeah. Because sometimes you know what it's you know what the joke's going to be, Aye. but it's still funny. Yeah. You just like say, oh, I wonder how they're going to deliver it. Aye. Let's just let it unfold. Let's say, oh, we're going here, right. How amazing. Where had you graduated from? Um, I went to RCS, or RSMD as it was at the time. Yeah. Um, so we must have been there around the same time. Must have been. This happens to me all the time. Do you know that? Does it? Where I go, 
Right, so we were in the corridors well, at the same we time. Were, we, don't... we were in the same class. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knew? You were in my class. Uh, you no, graduated in what, 2010? 2010. 2010. Yeah, 2010. I graduated in 2008. So you would have been before me. Oh, yeah. but it was some crossover then. Yeah. You on the acting course? No, I did the musical theatre course. The I did the one year MA. Oh, the first year of it? No, so they had the first year of the BA at that time. Ah, right. And that was, that was they were starting that at that point and we were the MA at that time. Got you, yeah. So it was like, you know, they were all very young and bright-eyed and all that, full of hope. Full of hope. Full oh, of well, hope. look at us now, eh? I know. <laughs> do you still keep in touch with anyone from the from the class? I do, yeah, yeah. We're, we're quite good at keeping in touch with each other. Like, there's about five or six of us that are kind of constantly in touch with each other, probably daily or almost non-daily really? basis. So yeah. you were close then? Yeah, we were. We were a really close year. I had a really, really positive time there. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, some friendships that have lasted a long, long time. And it's now, you know, that way you're like, no, we're, we're 14 years later and we're still, yeah. we're still mates, so... That's quite something, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, there's a few of us from our course, myself and Gary McNair, are, mm-hmm. we were in the same year and we are in touch like constantly, all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. And it's sometimes when you think of the number of years it's been, it can be quite scary. You go like, yeah, that was 18 years ago we went to, we first went to college or 20 or something. Aye. It's bizarre. Because you think it's only, sometimes you think it's like five minutes ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was, t- and you go, no, that was over 10 years ago. Hey. Whoa. It's quite something, isn't it? Yeah. And we're not the young people in the industry anymore. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Uh, I become more acutely aware of that every year. I'm every like, oh, day that passes. Shit. <laughs> and had you gone to college before then? Yeah, I did. Um, I went to I went to Motherwell College as it was at the time. Oh, and right. I, I started with acting. So I did. Um, started with acting, did a year of that. Didn't really know anything. I knew nothing about musical theatre at all because it was never, you know, where I grew up in high school and like mu- the musicals just weren't a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a, an all-female group, uh, sorry, cohort that were the year above me and they were all in the musical theatre course and I was, they all did, they were singing, they were dancing. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, right. Whatever that is. That was your first That was my first year, but the age of 18, I was like, oh, no, no, I want to do that. So I switched and I did musical theatre there for two years and then went off and worked and did cruise ships, holiday parks, TIE stuff and just, I was did constantly, you? yeah, yeah. Went like out. red coat and all that? Not red coat and I did like, when I did like holiday part stuff, it was like you were like production team, so you just did the shows. Oh, so right. it would have so been a bit Aye, more of a gig. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need to live in resort, but you only do the shows, you don't need to do anything else. Because I guess the Redcoats are doing everything. Are I, they like work to the bone? I probably? think I think it's it's I think it borders on slave labour what they get the, the Redcoats to do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And the pressure they're put under as well. Like timekeeping management and then they're you know, you're that young, you want to go out and get drunk, you want to go out and Party, well, that's part of it, that's part it? Of it. Yeah, and then yeah. rocking into work the next day and it's like 9am and they're trying to do a you know I've got an aerobics class to do in the pool tomorrow I'm like no. oh mate oh, look at the classes as well yeah they've got to do all that and get all the holiday makers engaged and oh god sing their own songs at certain bits then call bingo then do that oh no <laughs> no I wouldn't thank you for it no I wouldn't but listen I mean I know that there's people that are really good at it absolutely like that's a skill in its own yeah. but they shouldn't be taken advantage of do you know what I mean that's what uh, yeah I think they get a pretty bum deal by the sounds of it I think they do well from my experience they didn't get they were on a slimmer wage than what we were on mm. and um, doing a lot more and hours and doing right? a lot more hours and it was like Jesus and they were seemed to be dispensable it was like right bye like really? you know, I hired and fired quite quickly. I must get a veteran red coat on the podcast and talk oh. to them about how that goes. That would be amazing. They graft. Yeah. yeah, they do graft. I knew a guy. I think he might have been from Motherwell actually, and he was a dancer and he did cruise ships. And he said, "I said, oh, it must be a great laugh." He was like, "Well, we're up at six in the morning. We have to clean the stairs and all that." And he was like, "In wow. the in the chorus or doing some sort of production, but also like grafting and again, that's what they do like on the on the ships because when I was on the ships, they did." Um, the dancers got a different deal from the singers. So the mm. singers got a, you got a slightly better deal. You get your own cabin, you got, um, you were able to go upstairs and eat with the, <laughs> with if the if you weren't, you eat with the other human beings. If you weren't, if you weren't, the dancers had to go wow. and do like, we used to call it the bye-bye line where they had to go and wave bye to people. They'd stand for two hours to go or like, hello, like welcome oh. them on board or wave them goodbye or. Like when you get off a plane, like. Basically, bye, aye, bye, bye, aye, bye, And doing you. that for two hours. Oh my God. Oh, no. That's a shift. Uh, just pa- just pasting that smile on mm-hmm. for two hours is yeah. painful. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So you never had to do that part. I managed to avoid that. You were a singer. I was a singer. How did that come about? Did you like see an advert on the stage or something? Just go for it. I don't know. It kind of went. Where? How did I get into that? It went from like. I'm trying to think how I, because I'd started. To, yeah, I was an ad to come in. I'd done my first panto, is what I'd done, mm-hmm. and then I did a. 
it was my now agent at the time, Paul, he was was talking about a guy that he knew that had done this holiday park thing, like for Thompson, and it was, oh, you do shows and stuff. So I went for that, and I was right. like, oh, that sounds great. And I was like, I'd love that. Auditioned for it, got that one. And then when we were, I stayed in, it was Mallorca, I lived in for about seven or eight months. And then we were seeing the cruise ships and stuff coming in and out. Ah. And then I kind of went, oh, this is a thing. And I knew a few people like from other years above me that had gone on to do that kind of thing. And I was like, I want to sure. go for that. So I spent like the kind of audition season one year, like hammering the cruise ship editions and I booked one and then away I went. Um, come back, hated it, so what I was never doing it again. Oh, really? Oh, I hated it. Oh, did you? What uh, did you hate about it? You live at your work. Yeah. You live at your work and you're still living under like rules constantly and I was just like, leave me alone. Okay. Like, so I, I found I found that hard. Like the constant, like, yes, you got to see all these amazing places and there's places in the world that I probably would never have visited in my lifetime if I hadn't done that. But um, it was difficult because, yeah, as you see, like you're, you're off, but you're also having to allow the guests to get off the ship first before you even before you even think about it. Mm. So they've got to go, but you've got to be back before them. And so you're like, you're only yeah. off the ship for like three, four hours, and you're looking at your watch constantly. I need to get back. I need to get back. You get in trouble if you don't. You, I guess. Why, you would get in trouble if you weren't back in time. Um, then you're back on board, and it kind of feels like you're getting locked away for the night. I just no, nah, it's just mm. not for me. Just not my vibe. But I think people, as people get on and do that for years and years, they get more and more privileges, don't they? So eventually, like they're they're flying or joining a ship for two nights and doing a show and they get oh, treated yeah, like yeah, royalty. Yeah, if they? you do, if you do like a guest end act, yeah, you're on and off, and yeah, you you fly in and you're. I've done a couple of those, um, with different like kind of groups and stuff like mm-hmm. depping in. I've done that, but they're nice because nobody knows who the you are. <laughs> like nobody knows that you're you're not even the crew don't know you because. You're, ah. you're arriving as this new entity so it's not until you're not known until you do your first show then all of a sudden your experience changes it's like ah right really yeah you yeah. feel that shift like yeah, the next feel, morning yeah you feel that shift the next morning yeah it's people talking to you in the breakfast line or yeah it's it's a strange thing it's like i always think it must be a taste of like what famous people live with day to day yeah all of, of a sudden course. you're aware of people staring at you like oh yeah they've seen you now they've seen you and then when they go oh that's that pit. oh they're so and so or you know they want to talk to you which is <laughs> you know great but it's funny because like my experience of that type of stuff is that people always say the same things to you yes and it gets it gets old because you have to just basically have stock responses yep I mean the thing I get all the time as you well know is how do you remember all those lines and I just I get so tired of it and my re- response recently because I'm doing a solo recently so it's, right. it is a lot of lines and people yeah. always notice it I go ah, that's my job what can you say I know I know I what know. do you get on the cruise ships yeah you had a fabulous voice you used it fa- fabulous voice oh, well, that's only voice. So only if you've got a Scottish wifey on the cruise then. <laughs> yeah that. but yeah great voices you know the usual kind of stuff but then you would get like you work so hard or um, right. and don't get me wrong for the time that you do the show you do because if you're not on stage you're, you're changing it's like and it's cardio it's go 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 right right um, but yeah I worked for I worked for a cruise line and it was like <laughs> one of the guests actually just went singer in my face like just went singer <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't know what to do with what that can you say to I that? don't know what to do with that singer singer yeah I just said That's singer at me, which was the strangest thing um, yeah you get all those phrases what's this the other one I just love I love this one you just <laughs> Yeah, how do you remember those lines? And then it's wonderful facial expressions. <laughs> wonderful. Oh, what fabulous facial expressions. Facial expressions. Oh, facial expressions. Imagine commenting on someone's face. That's weird. I all think. your all your facial expressions. And you're thinking, you know, you're thinking you've been, you know, you're really into the intention and the, the deep mm-hmm. act and you're acting your ass off and it's like just facial expressions. Facial expressions. Oh, well. Mugging, basically. Mugging. <laughs> and you're mugging bastard. We've all done it. It's <laughs> the easiest it. route, isn't it, it sometimes? Is, it is. Oh man. So you really did one and then and then Thought I don't want to do it again. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a never again. And you did go back, but on on different sort of on, setups. Like, yeah, yeah, on fly on on fly on acts. Which is totally um, different. Which, which is, is totally different. Dead. But I totally like. I think it was like PTSD the first time I went up to a cruise ship. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe I'm going back on this. Oh my, yeah. like proper, like oh god. I have that with the RSMD. Do you genuinely? <laughs> that building. I don't go in the building, and when I do, I feel really weird. Do you? Because my experience there was was I would say mixed at okay. best. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. I won't go into it loads, but. It wasn't like that golden kind of, mm-hmm. you said I had such a positive experience there. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could say that. Uh, but yeah, that building does that to me. Wow. Go, you just, it's like a, becomes like this omen, this awful yeah, omen. Yeah, the body sort of reacts to it. Mm-hmm. Even though I know that now, you know, I'm safe and I'm not, mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen. Not, mm-hmm. not that anything terrible happened to me, you yeah. know what I mean? But the rational part of your brain goes, it's fine. Yeah. It's just a building. But there is something deep, some muscle memory that goes, Ugh. Goes, no, don't like this. Don't, don't like, like being here. Don't Get want away. to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So you, so you did go back, but uh, with difficulty. Yeah, with the difficulty. 
when I went, remember I walked into my cabin, they'd given me a like, passenger cabin, I was so happy, I had a porthole, I had a window. <laughs> I was like, I know it sounds so ridiculous, no, listen, but I breathed relative. a sigh of relief, I went, there's a window. Yeah. <gasps> it was like a big, massive like porthole right behind the bed, and I was just like, oh, thank God. I that couldn't. is a diff- That's a big difference, though. Yeah, I a mean, bedroom without a window is quite yeah, something. Six, you know, six, seven months from my when I was on that ship, it was I was below the waterline. Like really? when you actually, yeah, cabin was below the waterline, midship below the waterline. Um, so in the middle, with surrounded in the middle, by surrounded other by, stuff, by yeah. other stuff, machinery. I think I was above. Like I remember looking. I think I was like above ballast tanks or something, because you would hear like you know that kind of heavy, <gasps> that kind of heavy watery sound. Um, yeah. Seven months. Seven months Gee, and no is. window. <laughs> no, I that's just, a lot, man. I, I, yeah. And you're talking before, like, in the ancient days, um, before you had, like, ready access to, like, internet and stuff on the ship that you couldn't contact. The only way you could contact home was to phone out and you'd need to get, like, a... You'd need to go in queue for, like, cards to get to, to think sure. of your phone to put your number into. Yeah, it was... Like the way you used to do if you were abroad, you would dial into some I, little card and see yeah. how many credits you had left. Yeah. And, so you couldn't sit in the room and just go on TikTok? No, you couldn't go on TikTok. You, would now. you couldn't, no. You just had to... It was a DVD library that but that became oh, well used. Borrow a DVD. I don't think there was a single DVD that I had that wasn't pirated. So we went to we went to Russia, <laughs> and um, in the dock there was like a big bit for crew in the port, and it was just these shipping containers full of like pirated DVDs and stuff wow. that you could just go out just to sell to ship crew because like you're you're bored off your and I bet you you ate them up as well. Oh I oh I I think I had all the. The Russian versions of like all the Born Jason Bourne films and <laughs> Will and Grace and all that, like all like like written on, in Russian on the front of the Will and Grace. <laughs> Will and Grace. But it was still it wasn't like dubbed or anything. No, it was in English when you, when you right. watched it. Just yeah. imagine and you watched it because you're like, oh, Russian well, just ah, need to watch well, it. That's what we're watching. That's, we're stuck with it. That's funny. <laughs> so was there a sense then when you realised that you obviously got a feeling this isn't it for me? Mm. This isn't the thing. Mm-hmm. Did you know what the thing was? You're like, no, I'd rather do this or No, I think I think at that point I thought about going back to study. Um I thought about it. To study something completely different. No, 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 to go back and do like I kinda of, I suppose it's a weird thing, like it sounds like an, an elitist thing without it being wanting it to be elitist, but it was like I didn't have a drama school name on my CV. Right. Um, and I felt like that was stopping me getting seen for, like, shows and of things. Of course, this I is pre-RSMD. Pre-RSMD, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was like, I'm not getting... And also, like, I think I just wanted to know a bit more. I wanted a bit more learn and dig a bit deeper into what it was that I was doing and what my performance yeah. was. And, like, I knew how to make noise and make shapes and do the thing. Like, I knew how to do all that, but I think... Um, I think just coming back and then going right no actually just focus focus mm. your learning a bit more and yeah an element of it that it's, I don't know if it, how it is now because I'm not I don't out the edition quite as much anymore but yeah I don't know how it is now but it was how do you get a casting director's attention if you've not got you know a, an accredited drama school in your CV like how do you how do you yeah. do it I mean if anything the market's probably more saturated now than it ever was I'd probably say so for a lot yeah for a lot of people it definitely is yeah and there are people who are unrepresented and doing mm-hmm. all sorts of you know to try and so hard and yep. God, like all power to them. Yep. Because I've sat on audition panels a couple of times and you see what people go through and how difficult it is even just to get in a room. Yep. So I, I know what you mean. You're like, well, maybe if that if that would give me an edge or yep. something, put me in the running. Put me in the running for something. Because at first I thought I was like, oh no, I'll do cruise ships. I love that. I'll keep doing those and that'll be great. And then did my first one went, okay, we need to rethink this. We need <laughs> so this. before you went there, the idea was, yeah, this'll yeah, be yeah, great. yeah, yeah. That's great. And then it. I came back and went, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Oh, no, I know, I hate this. I don't want to do that ever again. So you had a great time at the academy. I did, yeah. I did. Which is awesome. And did it did it do what you thought it was going to do? Yeah. Right. So what? tell me a wee bit about coming out of the academy and what life was like then. Well, when I first came out, I think I was a bit like, okay, like, don't really know. I was like, what am I doing now? And I had an agent at the time when I went in and, and I was like, I had to come out. And it was like, I was getting seen for some things, but it wasn't like the wheel wasn't kind of turning, as it were. Um, I think I was just waiting addition to addition, so it took me a wee while to kind of get the wheel going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started doing, I started like kind of teaching work alongside that, like teaching theatre stuff in the building, which was really kind of, kind of cut my teeth on that, learning how to kind of sure. teach the art form to, to younger people. Um, yeah, and I think it was just then, I, I don't know if it was presence in your name getting about, but then people go, oh, so-and-so's about, and you start to get kind of known. It was like, oh, can you come in and do this? And yeah, and I think that was how I ended up, you know, working in St. Andrews as well, as I had a, my lecturer at the time had dropped my name to someone who then brought me in and we chatted and, you know, sure. then we like, okay, that's, let's go forward with that. So um, that kind of worked a few gig- gigging bits and then it was, 
I think it was maybe two years out, I started getting auditions for like shows, like tours and things. Um, yeah, and I was in and out of in and out, up and down to London, like the kind of you know the dreaded night bus or the oh, the four a.m. train that leaves Glasgow Central. Do you know, yes, the, you know that yes. one? And you're like, here we go. You did that a few times, did you? Yeah, more than a few times. God, more than a few times. Yeah, up and down, up and down, and then you know, oh, they won't see you next week, and you've got to go back down again, and mm-hmm. that becomes becomes tough. It's and not- things like going going in for shows that are already running, like to join aye, new aye, companies, aye. tours. Yeah, yeah, companies and that? tours, or mm-hmm. like yeah, fitting into like. Fitting in, actually, yeah, I didn't do too well with the shows that were like recurring casts. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more my first one was was when I got Avenue Q, and that was me on. That was me on like a show that was being remounted from the start. Like, ah, kind of, so like it's it was a new a re- production, a new of. production of. Ah. So it was like I think there was less. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, went and did the thing, and, and yeah, and that was when I kind of that was my first kind of UK UK tour. I didn't know you did that. So you, did yeah. you do Rod Nicky? Yeah. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. You've got like that exact look. <laughs> Thank you. And very I had much. no idea you did it. What yeah. an, I love that show. No, Nicky Trekkie. If I just said Rod Nicky, no, I didn't. I did Nicky Trekkie with my two. Nicky Trekkie. Okay. Trekkie. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah, Nicky Trekkie and the Bears. And the track. Bears. And the Bears. I'm desperate to ask you to do Trekkie's voice. That's 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 the easier one actually. Go and do it. Go. On. <laughs> Hello, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is for porn. <laughs> as, as I said, I sing that song. Yeah. <laughs> what an amazing show! I saw it. Uh, I saw it when it was on Broadway, when it was first on Broadway. Yeah. And it was like, of course, at that time, it was like the most groundbreaking thing. You don't know, I'd ever seen anything like mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. What was the response like? Great. When you went doing it? Yeah, the response was great. It was really, really good. Um, I think you can't, the, the, I think the wonderful thing about it is, is that it brings people in to see a show that would maybe wouldn't normally see a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's in a format that you recognise, you recognise, everybody recognise kids' TV shows. So yeah. you re- you recognise it, so you don't you don't read it as you're going to see a musical, even though that's what these kids' shows are. Sesame Street is you know it's based on as a musical, and Avenue Q is very much a musical. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it's structured exactly. Yep, and, and the, yeah. just lyrically and everything. I think it's just it's just genius. Yeah. It's about life. It's about life as an adult, spoken th- taught through the way of a kids' TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is really really it's, really really cool. It's brilliant. It must have been quite tricky going into something like that that had such a history. I mean, w- was there a lot of how much freedom was there creatively? Uh, vo- like voice wise, not a lot. I think it had to be very much. You had to sound like well, the way oh, I course, took, the yeah, way yeah. I took it is when I was auditioning. I mean, it was never stipulated, but the way I took it was that you have to do the voice. It was like well, it's like for me, it's like well, it's like Coca Cola. If you want my can of Coke, you want to know it's Coke. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it was like this voice needs to be that voice, and the, and they're based on. Uh, the voices that we know of oh, Bert and Ernie yeah you know the yeah. cookie monster cookie so monster and all that there's so no point in deviating from that yeah so you're like why why change it so uh-huh. um yeah so it was a case of it and delivered it um and that was it she, she said she's like you were the only person that didn't go like come out of Trekkie and go and be like I can't now speak oh like because I just good. snapped back and I was like oh fine and I don't I still to this day don't know what it was how I do it I just could do it and change it I was like I just just can that's great though that works in your favour doesn't yeah, it yeah it does because really, if think you it do didn't... two seconds of tricky and then go oh can he talk I can't they're talk, just going to go well, well how's he going to do this you're not going to handle it like everything <laughs> else yeah it's yeah no there was there was like in terms of like what am I trying to think of like in terms of um like staging and stuff like we kind of looked at it differently even though our set was very similar to the original um mm-hmm. but i think we were able to kind of discuss each scene like well, what how would the reactions be and what would because sure. every, every move for the puppets had to be choreographed like every move because sometimes there was two of you in it ah, so you can't just so you can't just you stuff. can't just willy-nilly do stuff it's like no that everything every beat every hand gesture was was choreographed which once you know it you just you just do it yeah of course um, that's a whole nother layer that we don't normally think about no you just think about um, this is the blocking and you can mm-hmm. free it up and you can change things whereas with that you can't so interesting yeah. so when you're doing trekkie do you do what do you do the head and one of the arms head and one of the arms yeah and yeah. i had um jess um who was the other arm she would have she'd have her hand on my back and she'd have her other hand round at the front holding my my right. other hand so she would gesture but sometimes you would do like you'd swap on stage oh right so they'd be like live swaps but like the way they were done was so like people you wouldn't you wouldn't know I think, I mean, to me, it always felt really obvious. I'm like, this is so obvious, but yeah. it isn't to the audience's eye. Like, just a little grab of grabbing the other hand while she takes her hand out. And, really? You know, I didn't know. Trekkie does that. And, like, or I think it was Nicky. Nicky would go in the middle of a song, actually, would be singing. And then he, he would, 
he'd go like that. I'd take the hand up to his neck. Right. I'd just support his head, take my other hand out, her hand would go in, like bang. No way. And it would be like, you would get so used to doing it so, so smoothly. And then bang, and you're out and you're off and you're on another puppet. Like, I think that's the magic of that show is you see, you go, how the, you were there, how the hell are you over there being somebody else? Yes. And and the fact that we just allow we just see the puppets and we go okay so that's I, what I'm looking at. That's you look at thing. that and you forget that there's somebody puppeteering it yeah. and then you go oh aye, there's somebody there. And a couple of times I think I remember seeing someone voicing a puppet that was across the other side of the stage yep. because they were busy yep. manipulating a different one. Yeah yeah yeah. And, and you don't you just let it happen. Yeah. As an audience, it's amazing. It's all the again. It's all the breath and the beat and making sure that everything like you go you get the breath before you say or do anything, mm-hmm. so that the puppet the other puppeteer knows it's coming and. Ah. This is like the, I'm good. So you just get used to that rhythm together, and the right. the speech rhythm has to remain the same because the other person can't. You know what I mean? Whoever's puppet, I just can't, change it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you need to give it in the same way so that it matches. Wow. Did you have a, an extra long rehearsal process? I, I bet you're going to say no, but uh, we had we had a month, which which is quite long actually for yeah, a month for you know a two act musical that already kind of already exists. Yeah, two months. Yeah, sorry, a month. But all the all the puppet stuff from scratch at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we had a, a day of training. Um, a day of training with uh, Nigel, who was, um, who was one of the uh, puppeteers for um, Jim Henson. He'd worked with Jim Henson, oh, and he does spit cool. and image and all sorts. And so he kind of taught me like the basics and the rules and how you guide. And then it's just it's then about you implementing that and developing your awareness and, and mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. with it. So I think by the end of it, you start to get very adept at how to how to use how to use the puppets. Must be tiring physically as well, though. Oh, why? Getting used to like holding the arms up and holding yep. that weight and everything. Yep. So it's it's the positioning that's the, the killer for people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like anything, but see when you put somebody into the position, you go do this, do that, and they go, oh my god! I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Harder than it looks. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's I suppose most things are like that though. Like in theatre, you think you, your job is to make it look effortless. Right. I was going to say it's exactly the game, really, isn't Aye. it? It's make like... it look like it's nothing. Make it or, or you know make it look like hard work when it needs to be hard work. You know if you're singing a big note, oh, this is so painful. <laughs> When you're like, you know, yeah, that's the opposite end. Of uh, it. When yeah, you're, yeah. you're screaming in full set, when you're like, this is fine. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> I could do this, no problem. You kids know nothing. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so that would be a long tour then. What was that, a year or so? Uh, I was on that job for two and a half years. Two and a half? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Did you get sick of it? Be um, yeah, no, I did. I did. Yeah. I did. And I still, I still have a lot of love for the show and I still love the show, but at that point, you just go, it's time to go. Like, yeah. Was that keeping going? Uh, no, no, or? the tour was finishing at that point. Yeah, the tour was ending. Mate, two and a half years on yeah, the road. two and a half years. I'd gaps off. Yeah. I was like home for like three months and then like six months and then I was back out again. I think the longest stint I did in one, one turn was eight, 18 months. I think it was the longest. That was the longest stretch. Um, That's a lot, man. Yeah. That's the job though, isn't it? It is the job. And mm-hmm. the thing was, I loved it and I was also going, well, I want to, you know, go, I want to buy a house. I want to do, you know, so you're like, yeah. the work's coming. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Um, what are you going to do turn it down I mean, exactly yeah yeah. so then I suppose for me I always wonder when people are in these things for a long time does it ever cross your mind like am I am I still able to do other stuff or will I am I are my other muscles kind of um, mm. atrophying because I'm just doing this one thing all the time did that ever cross your mind uh, singing wise definitely because um, you're singing that same score every night yeah singing the same score but also not singing in my own voice so ah, true yeah Um, but then I don't know because I think because that show probably was the most vocally and most physically demanding show I think I've done mm-hmm. um, just because of this the sheer range of the characters and having to jump seamlessly sometimes in the same song you know you're switching like voice line 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 mm-hmm. um, that was that would be tiring like Saturday night at the end of the week's run you'd be like I, I barely have anything left yeah exhausted um, but what was the question? <laughs> I was just wondering if you if you were concerned about doing oh, other, other work. You know? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, there was that thing of wanting to go off and do, oh, I want to do something. But, you know, you're doing one thing, you want to do something else. You're like, I want to be doing some serious acting now. Sure. And I'm not and I'm doing, you're like, yeah, but you're in a job for the next year. That's and you want to buy a house, you know, as you, you want say. Buy a house, so it's like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, pick your battles. Yeah. So what was your move after that? Did you manage to take time off or did you... I did. Um, what did I do when I came home from that? I came home, did some gigging, like kind of bits and bobs around at home. Um, felt back to my teaching work as well. Um, back to my back to Panto again. Um, and then I ended up went on to my... I went on to my second UK tour. Oh, right. Um, okay. I went What's on the... to the UK tour of Spamalot, which is very... Did good. you? Yes, I did. Gosh. Yes, I did. I did. I did that. Um, that's great fun yes yes it was it was an absolute hoot um, 
and it was a gate. I was joining like a, a, a production that had already existed, right. um, and it was getting taken out in tours. So it was like bought for I think it was Colchester. Yeah, it was. It was Colchester that had, had mounted it very much in the kind of style of the original film of like um, Life of Brian and not Life of Brian and. Uh, Holy Grail. Uh, Holy Grail, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd think I'd know that. Um, <laughs> Holy Grail. Um, very much in that style, that kind of stone, chainmail, dark, kind of oh, it was okay. very that vibe. Because um, it was kind of cartoonish when it was on Broadway. Yes, yes, and we weren't, right. we weren't at all. Um, we had elements of it, but I think our, our core tone was like, the design was so cool, I loved it for that, because it was like stone, dark, like we were literally dancing in chainmail. No way. Like actually in chainmail. Like, she was yeah. hard going yeah 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 but that was I mean that was a joy that was like a bunch of actors that were all kind of like I still maintain this day a lot of people that were at their co- like genuinely at the, at the peak of like their comedy best like it was yeah. everybody was funny as hell Um, it was so good it was Amazing. so so good did that have uh, famous people at the front of it? No, we didn't. Um, we didn't. Um, was that before the the advent of that series? No, I think that was still in place. We were all right for a while. I think the show sold itself, but then we did have a couple of times where we, we were all right for a while. We were all right for a while. This is the truth, though, isn't it? You're yeah. like, uh, who's in the show? Nobody. Oh well. But we um, did okay. We did all right, and it wasn't. There was a few venues we went to where we we swapped in. Ah, right. So a couple of parts were like swapped in for. Um, celebrity or local celebrity kind of people did you have to rehearse them in i i did because i was the resident on that show oh um, were you yes uh, so right. i just dropped in all my, my cv and my career during this <laughs> that's great um yeah so i did um myself and my colleague shane um he was dance captain so we would rehearse in the the new actors gosh um that must be never ending if you're in it and resident yeah k- kind of I does mean, that mean if someone's off you you're in charge of the understudy well, plot yeah, and everything? Well, yeah, you're in charge of like kind of scheduling understudy rehearsals and mm-hmm. making sure that they're ready to go on. But then, I, I I find that really hard because like there's there's can sometimes be, there can sometimes be especially in like a lot of commercial theatre is like this idea that the performer has to execute the previous track exactly by rote the same beat, sure. um, and therefore the product doesn't change. But I'm like, but you but they aren't that person, and then them doing it doesn't doesn't suit them, and it feels weird. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I'd, I, that was always a, a tricky one to make sure that the you know understudies or covers were were yeah the covers were you know in a place where their performance was like kind of the best it could be. But um, having said that, they've still got to like hit the mark. And oh yeah, hit the mark. <clears throat> yeah, all that it's, stuff, it's right? knowing the going. You need to be there. You need to hit that beat there, or you need to, mm-hmm. that gag's going to fall out like this. So you need to. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the one you can't deviate on. But this you can play sure. with. Play with your you know play about. That sounds a bit more humane than some I of think, the usual way of doing it. I think so. Um, yeah. And I think that we had various you know there was degrees of success you mm-hmm. know on, mm-hmm. on either side because then that would have an impact on the other actors that would be like well that's now that gag's no longer working or whatever and you're like yeah but they're no that person. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But let's go back and look at that, and it's like, yeah, it can be. It's a balancing act. Isn't it is it? a balancing act. But I also think it's about like when you're on a show like that, it's it can be really easy to just fall into autopilot and fall into rhythm. Yeah, totally. Things. So totally. like you've got you listen because somebody can be you know giving you some other, giving you some comedy gold and just play with it. Mm, just play yeah, with it. that's good. And yeah. then what happens if you go off in that instance? Were, were you covering people as well? Uh, I would know. I was never no. I was never covering right. um, because I had my track and I had you know obviously the resident tracks. So I was off and I think I don't as well. You just go. I'm just. I'm no off. Mm. And I did. I did. There was one point where I was unwell um, and I had a cover who went on for me. Um, but it's really tricky because then it's like, well, I can't really watch my cover. I can watch their cover run, but yeah. if they're on for me and I'm not there, then I'm like, well, you just how, have to how trust. Does it go? But then we had a dance captain as well, so he was. Yeah. He was great. At, you know, it, it, different things of like, you know, keep an eye on in that respect. So and it'd be the same if he was off as well. You watch. If he was off, him. then I can be like, right, okay, some whoever's on for him, I'll be like, right, cool, cool. You know. It's funny, isn't it? People just don't have a clue of what goes into these things. No, you, you watch a show and you think, oh, that's great. When you get somebody on that stage that's literally watching four or five things at the same time, going, no, they're in their own place, that's moved, that needs to change. That, that, that. <laughs> yeah. And you're having to make notes the minute you run head. off and you're in your yeah. head. Or yeah, yeah. As soon as you come off, you're like, I must remember that and write it down so you can pass it back. So it's like, you're not just going, I'm in a show. Or you're, oh, wild. The brain's wild. mental. How yeah. long was, was that one? That Was that another long stint? It wasn't. No, that was about, when did I go out? September, August, and then I finished in the May, so... An academic term. <laughs> Plenty. An academic Some would term. argue. Plenty. No, it was fun. That was a really, really fun one. Um, and I've got a lot, a lot of good friends that have, you know, from that tour um, that we're still still really tight with, which is really nice. It was, um, yeah, I would, I would do that show again in a heartbeat. Like, really? I would, because it was just joyous. That's always a litmus test for me, like, would I do it now, mm-hmm. you know? And there's a, a good handful of them that I would do. Yeah. And some that I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
you're also spoiled because the audience are gonna, you know, you know, the audience are gonna love it. They kind of already love it. Aye, you're like they're they're waiting for the bits, you know, yeah. and then you get to go out and play with it, and they're ready, and it's it's great. I I had that experience with the Chick Murray play that I did for mm-hmm. years, which like people it, most of the good stuff in it is Chick Murray's material, right? So it's like people come to it because they see the name Chick Murray, they know that they like these gags. <laughs> you can't lose. Yep. You know, you just have to be true to them. Because they're there because they want to have a good time, which they is want it to be good, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose you get that more in sort of commercial musicals than a lot of other things because people go because they really want to go and not because they need to be seen to be there or because yeah, yeah. they feel that it will improve them in some way. Yeah, because I think people go to things like Shakespeare because they think it'll be good for them. <laughs> they should go. You know, I should go to that. I oh, should go and that's, I'll it's, suffer through it and I'll be a better person by the end of it. I'm pure cultured. <laughs> exactly. I'm pure cultured. <laughs> But you have a wealth of experience with Shakespeare as well, though. Ah, yes. Moving on to this ah, later the bard, cha- yes. The later chapters of my, <laughs> my we had career, to get there my illustrious <laughs> and long career. How many years in in the park? <laughs> um, that was my third. This summer was my third. Oh, I feel like you. I just have a sense that you've been doing it for. No, I've just been hanging about. Forever. You're just nearby. <laughs> just just hanging about. Um, yeah, because because of um, Bard's like part of uh, Co-Producers Panto in yes. St Andrews. So, oh, so you've done that long. Yeah, so it's like I've been around like the, you know the team as as it were, sure, um, sure. and then um, cut my teeth on the stage and got got, um, got into that. So um, yeah, I love it. It's a whole other way. It's diff- It's it's again. It's so different. Mm-hmm. It's so different. It's a different way of acting and performing. But I think just getting to know, getting to understand the script, the text, the delivery of it seeing how audiences respond to it, because it does it. I mean, it's like the the gardens are rammed for it, which is great. Yeah, people show up year on year, don't mm-hmm, they? Mm-hmm. And I suppose the other thing is it's great for the, the chops as a performer, like being out there mm-hmm. and having to deliver that. Yep. yep. You know, rain or shine. Right, rain or shine. Within reason. And sometimes when it is raining, you're yeah, just yeah. going, you're just going, what does it say? Like, in terms of intention, we just go, I loud you, because that's all you can do. <laughs> you're just like, there's no intense intent. There's, just you know, tell the story, man. There's no nuance here. I just need to be loud enough to be heard at the back. I'm yeah, like, let's yeah. just go. That's that's the challenge of it, is making sure that you you are physically working, like vocally, to go, can everybody hear me? I think a lot of young actors could benefit from that. 100%. A lot of actors could benefit from a that. A lot of them, yeah, yeah. You know, just to go there, to, just to build that awareness of going, where's the back person? How loud do I need to be? How much... And it's not really about shouting, it's about, I suppose it's that thing of like the drama school thing of like the, the resonance and the mm-hmm. yeah. making sure that it, the sound is carrying, which is a, it is, it's a, it's another, it's a skill, it's like an athletic skill that you need to build. It totally is. I remember the first professional Shakespeare I did and I walked on stage in the tech and the direct, first thing the director said to me was, can't hear you. Yep. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Terrified. Yep. You know, and it was simple as that. It was like, everything else is fine. You know the lines, you know this play. <laughs> just fucking project Aye. and that was my big note yeah and you don't forget that shit no so three years so that's what well, that's at least six yes, you do six at least two a year don't you yeah yeah if you're in the company yeah yeah you do too so have you repeated any or have you done six different ones i've done six different ones um what did I, do? I did as you like it was my first one and then it was Oh gosh, Gordon's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, why don't you remember? <laughs> you should remember exactly. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, oh, Hamlet. Yes, it was As You Like It and Hamlet was oh, my first yeah. season. Um, and oh my God, Hamlet was just, a, they were all a delight. Hamlet was a delight. It was That was like my first kind of like, like tragedy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Were you Hamlet? Uh, no, I was Horatio. Right, right. So I was the best pal. Um, the best pal. The, I was the best pal. It's a knock about comedy, really. A knock, oh, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> um, he's the only one left alive That's at the true, end. Right. And it's like, oh, God. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's just sitting there like, why has this happened? Everyone's eating their strawberries and champagne. Nah, and I'm sitting there greeting because everybody's did. Um, <laughs> and then I did, what was my next season? Um, oh, you'll need to cut this bit because I can't remember. <laughs> That's oh. all right. We don't need to list I them. can't remember. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So then, and then this year was the first... This year was the first year um, getting into kind of classical text rather than Shakespeare. So we did right. um, The Importance of Being Earnest instead, oh, so which did, was yeah. nice, which I had an absolute ball on. It was so good. So fun. Yes. And the amazing Alan Steele, of course, sharing the stage with him. Naturally. <laughs> Very funny man. Dame Alan Steele. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was joyous. And I get to share the stage a lot in like Panto as well with, yeah. with Alan. And it's just, yeah, it's... it's yeah, sometimes it's like I'm wanting, I can't not laugh. Like, yeah, yeah. In, in the bit, I'm like, you just, you know, when somebody just can can get you. Yeah, I'm no, like, oh, get no, you. and you're going to get me, and I can't. Um, yeah, we've had a few kind of like on and off, like, like kind of 
little games of giggles. Um, it's so fun, isn't it? It is, although sometimes I think he might murder me, you know, if it's, if it's like a serious <laughs> bit and I'm going... <laughs> Um, but you've also done that what I think might be quite a difficult thing which is like two dames one is the baddie and one is the regular dame yeah, 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 yeah. you know is that do you find that challenging in, certain, in terms of where to pitch that dame I don't do you know I don't because this is the thing because I'm like no because Al like uh, when we do the show Alan's the dame mm-hmm. Alan's the dame and the dame is the the this conduit to the audience this hiya and that link and that loving link that, yeah. that's a different thing whereas coming on as the baddie it just so happens that she's to me she's a real woman like she's i'm like she's this mean. is she this is who she is it's not it's not dame really it's is not it? dame no, no i, I don't think it's right. dame i think it, i think it verges more in towards drag but yeah um it's just that the, the character is a woman aye and, and that's how i see that her character. i just go she's this this is who she is mm. even though obviously it's panto and it's heightened and she's this and mm. she's most of my bodies tend to be slightly unhinged like they're yeah, men- mental that's good um and a very good rp i must say in the just you just generally have a very good rp which i respect thank you i do i do a a bad rp is a very annoying thing to have to sit through when you can hear the when you can tell certain vowels are off (laughs) and you go oh i hate it i laugh at like the thing it's like when you hear there's a there's a spate of them and i'm sorry if anybody listening does them um but uh it's the it's the weird radio adverts that you get that Mm -hmm. are kind of like they do they try and be like american or something but it's not it's like Hey, pure, come on down and get yourself new yeah. blinds for your house. And I'm like, oh, that's bad, isn't it? There was one on the telly for a while there, and it was a it was a casino or something, and the guy was supposed to be really American, like a, yeah. a ranch cowboy type yeah. dude. And it was just so obvious that he wasn't. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that that's who you cast, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, or or you just don't care, or the people who make the advert don't know. That's that's very true. The people that don't know, and it's or does you, no one care? Maybe no one cares. Maybe it's no just one, me. Yeah. I don't, you know, whatever. This is this also true? It could be that people just go, I don't care about an advert, about blinds, that the accent isn't right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you care about, I don't care. Yeah, like they're going, you know that guy with that funny voice doing that blinds? That's all that's, like, then that's all they whatever. need. Yeah, yeah. Probably it's that. Yeah. And people like us are going, oh, that's terrible. It's because you want it to be right though, that's the thing. It's like, it ne- no, it needs to... No, do it. If you're going to do it... It needs to be right. Do it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I mean, I suppose we've, we've all been guilty of doing that with probably other accents. Like if you have to do two lines as as a sort of random German person that walks mm-hmm. across the stage in some daft comedy, we've probably all been guilty of being like, well, this is what I do for German. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and someone who really was good at that dialect would be like, well, that's terrible. Aye. They should never have been cast. I should have been cast. <laughs> exactly. I it. So I suppose it's relative, isn't it? Yeah. What, yeah. What's enough to annoy you? Yeah. <laughs> but so it is, it's just that thing with the, it's like what you did earlier, it's when, you, when the tuning head. the tuning head and ah. somebody, the accent, and then you go, wait, what? You, wait. The body goes. That's wrong. I think it is. It's about it being seamless. It's like when it's performance or anything. It's, it shouldn't. It shouldn't jar you. It should I don't want to see go, the strings with that. Yeah, that's mm. it. I don't want to see. I just want to see it. It needs to be smooth. And if it's not, then to me the product you're given isn't 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 right. But no, then I agree. There's many factors that go into you know you know that, that go into that. It's like you know people's availability, their experience. There, there's there's so many factors that go into it. you don't get to just be like oh well it needs to be x y and z or no of course not but then there's also a bigger question about do we want to see the strings when we watch theater you're already saying no but for me like i i quite like to know that someone's acting i enjoy seeing the mechanics of their performance sometimes what i don't do you, always what want do you mean like, well you well mean? we don't go to the theater for pure naturalism all the time no no because no. that's Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. Like, we watch a soap opera for pure naturalism, mm-hmm. don't we? Like, we want to see our life reflected. People yep. acting like they do in real life. Yeah, yeah. Not always in the theatre, though. No. Think about Shakespeare, for example. It's a heightened performance, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, everything's heightened. So, yeah, I just think there's more. There's there's a bigger debate about, are we okay seeing the strings? But does the accent stuff fall into that? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, that has to be just... That's it just, just needs to be right. It's binary, it's, isn't it? It's yeah, either it's binary, right or wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, you, that's, that, that is it. It's either... You don't either that accent's flawless and you don't think about it, or it's like yeah. because you don't want to think about it. No, you just you just yeah. I suppose a lot of things in theatre, like if someone's done their job really well, you don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Like sound, for example. Yeah, you only really notice if sound design is terrible. Yeah, if it's good, it just forms part of the palette of the whole thing. Yeah, and it just all it all weaves in, and you yeah, go, that's yeah. just that's great. Yeah, nothing jars with you or jars. You don't want things to jar. No. 
So you're so you're back to panto this year, and what I've now realised is you choreograph it as well as performing yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Right, you get your work cut out for you there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. N- do you know what? No, it's now my running speed, and I I enjoy it, and I get so much out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and creatively, it's really great. It's, it's great because you get to you know conceptualise the numbers, come up with them, like choreograph what they're going to feel like, what they're going to be like, and yeah. um, teach that, and then put it all together. Um, yeah, and we've got a team of young kids that are, as I should say kids, a team of young people, mm-hmm. um, our young cast who are, yeah, who just, yeah, I'm so, so proud of all of them. They they bring a great energy with them. They give it everything they've got and they, they punch it when they're on stage. It's great. Have a lot of them done it before. Yeah, 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 a lot of them have been with us, been with us for a while. Um, and then yeah. there are various teams, I assume. Yeah, two teams, two teams, two teams, two teams of them. Um, and they kind of shadow each other, but they like they're so good at like supporting each other like if you know if oh, that wee bit's changed they take me to the other person make them aware yeah. and I you love know, support that. and help each other which is which is nice in theatre to kind of cultivate that that thing of you help and you encourage and you yep. support other people rather than you know the old school of you know, try to trip folk up try to trip folk up <laughs> I, you know here's, here's to the ladies who lunch push you down the stairs kind of vibe <laughs> I had a, a, a one of the young cast in the panto say to me in the wings one day um, she sort of like gestured to me to mm-hmm. come over so she could whisper she went remember that Kira's not in today so that line no one will say that line that she normally says and whilst I was livid at the stage management for not telling me <laughs> I was like fair play to you kid uh, you Do knew you know, that was going to be up. you knew you saw that and I went okay great and we fixed it and mm-hmm. that was fine and then of course I went off and I was like um why did no one tell me but that's a separate Ah, that's a separate thing, isn't it? Yeah, but fair play, like... Yeah, oh yeah, there's... It's a good thing to cultivate, as you say. Yeah, cultivating is just a more supportive atmosphere and an industry that can be heavily, heavily demoralising and opinionated and judgy and, Mm. you know, so it's... it's, I enjoy that element of it. Um, There was another kid, actually, that I spoke to before the very same scene and I said, do you want to get two laughs out of your line? Mm -hmm. She went, yeah. And I went, do the first bit, Mm -hmm. wait, Mm -hmm. and go down like with your vocal energy down yeah, yeah, on the yeah. first bit and then do the second bit after a wee gap trust me and she went right okay and I could see her like happy to give it a go and she went out <laughs> she did it exactly like that and I got two big laughs and she was like at, afterwards we got high five she's looking at you like yeah yes nailed it <laughs> it was a lot of fun to see like someone understand that starting to work you know yeah brilliant yeah learning how to how an audience will respond mm-hmm. yeah which they say you shouldn't, some people are like, no, you shouldn't anticipate that. And I'm like, but sometimes, I don't know, like you need to. No, there are some hard and fast rules. Yeah, you go, that's that, they'll respond to that. And that's mm-hmm. the rhythm of how that gag lands and that that's just how it works. Yeah, there are certain, th- I mean, it's like you say, being on tour with a big show that has mm. buttons in it and obvious beats. Yeah, There are go, bits that just work in a certain way and that's how they work. Yeah, yeah. And then there are other bits that, who knows, we might find a better version. That's true. And it's it's useful to to do that and to be, to be open to that, I think. Yeah, it's good to have both, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you you go and visit the young folks every Sunday for every months Sunday, and months. Every Sunday, every Sunday, so from September, uh, more or less, we go up and we you know we build them from the ground up. You know, developing like stage awareness and um, we'll we'll work through choreography with them and get them. So, the the aim is to get you know kind of get it so into their bodies that it becomes second nature. So that by the time we get to like you know here come your adult cast and we need to you know plug yeah we need to plug it together and you go does that because that's when something you go oh that doesn't work oh no you're in the wrong place oh no that's not going to work i need to change so you're having to change things um, but they know it so well by that point that it's yeah that they can to, you just go yeah. see that bit but you do that right don't do that do it this way and they can Easy. they can edit it quickly um yeah and yeah. then obviously you add you know you know you go here's now your costume now we're in tech now it has to change again because yeah, we're on yeah. the set and we need to move things again so that then they can go on stage and be one of the best young cast in Scotland. Of just, course, just, dear. Yes. And do the adult cast rehearse in Glasgow? Mm-hmm. And then just go up for tech and... Yeah, yeah. Right, so right, a week, cool. week in Glasgow and then we go up and we do a week together with the kids. And then, so that's the kind of plugging week. Wow, where a we week sort and of then a week. Yeah, and, then, and then we're into tech. It's so pretty, week, pretty week. swift. Yeah, it is. That's the way though, isn't it? It's way panto though, isn't it? You just go, go, go. Also, most of the people are like, it's a team that's worked together for years, isn't it? Yeah, which is great because there's a nice... I think that helps us because there's a nice shorthand. Yeah, of course. Like, and you know, you're like, right, you know how so and so say that. You know how that. Right, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and you just get used to each other's rhythm. So that's it's a good thing, but it kind of spoils you in a way because then you just you go, oh well, this is you know, this you, job's you, easy. This job's easy because you go because <laughs> you go I get to play dress up and uh, jump about with my pals. <laughs> yeah. um, not every job is not every quite job so is simple. That. But then it's, I think it's hard work as well. That's the thing. It's it's hard. Like you'll know yourself doing a run a panto. It's like you know sixty seventy shows or whatever. It's it's a shift. Yeah. It's, it's oh, a graft. It? It sure it? is. It's a graft. 
How are the audiences in St Andrews? Have you gotten to know them over the years? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. you get to know you get to know faces. You get to know. Yeah, you, you absolutely do because that that theatre like there's no hiding. Mm. You know, you, you feel like you're you're right in amongst them. So um, yeah, there's definitely repeat repeat audience members that you get to know and recognise. There's like families that've been coming for you know they've been coming for years and yeah, there there was a really warm, friendly audience. Um, there, to, there to enjoy it. It's their, it's now part of their, you know, people's annual traditions and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's the great thing about Panto is that people come wanting to have a good time. Yeah, and yep. they don't have any, usually any inhibitions. Yes, and if they do, you can just break them down so quickly. Yeah, you just go right. We're doing this, and it's mad, and you just yep. go with it, guy. And yeah, if you can, I come on. Oh, there's one story. I come on. I was playing. Abenazar at the time, which now wouldn't be probably be culturally insensitive, and I wouldn't be allowed to play now. Um, but the yeah, time we Aladdin's didn't, changing. Yeah, Aladdin's, good. Aladdin's changing for the better. Um, at the time we didn't have we, we didn't know we didn't know. Um, and we have learned. Um, but yeah, at the time when I come on, I'd forgot like the, one of the, the serious props. Um, I had forgotten. <laughs> I'm supposed to hand it over, like to go and I'm giving you this ring to right. go and do whatever vital thing. Vital, yeah. I didn't have it. <laughs> and I just kind of I'm walking into the scene, going, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. No. And the actor came up to me, and I was like. At the point I was supposed to give him it, and I went turned to the and I said, "Now because I'm a very bad actor, I forgot my prop, <laughs> and I wanted to die." But you can do that in panel. I know, but I was like, I could. I was like, I felt like I'd failed. I was like, "Oh no!" Um, yeah, and it was um, Rob who was the playing the slave of the ring that year. He came, he just walked out with it like that in his hand and went. Went <laughs> back to his dressing room as if to be like, "You idiot, you moron." Yeah. We had one of those last year. Someone said to me, "We've got a gift for you, Mammy," mm-hmm. and it was this vital thing it was a mirror some magic mirror I mm-hmm. can't remember and he he just went he went into his pocket where he always kept it and it wasn't there and uh-huh. he just went I'll just go and get it <laughs> and then we stood on stage for what felt like five minutes of agonising I mean it shouldn't have been silence mm-hmm. but I'm trying to ad lib and sometimes when it catches you off guard you don't come up with your best ad libs no because you <clears throat> you say something but it's mm-hmm. usually rubbish yeah and uh, it just felt like forever, you know the way. Mm-hmm. And quite horrible because they left you on stage. Yes. Like they went, this is this part isn't going to go right. Bye. I'm gone. But I mean, any other way wouldn't have worked either. It was yeah. just like, oh, it was no matter what way you look at it, it was awful. <laughs> but sure, we got through it, and that's all part of the fun, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Anyway, yep. Yep. I yep. won't. I won't see you up in St. Andrew. Who are you this year? I am Cruella Destain. Oh, fab. The stepmother. Excellent. I look forward to yeah. well hearing about reports of Hear, that. Sure hearing reports wonderful. of it. Yes, it'll be synonymous with something. I don't know. <laughs> synonymous with uh, Lucretia from Lucretia, last year. Maybe. From last year. I mean, she was nasty. Lucretia plus. Lucretia plus. No, I don't <laughs> think this one's as nasty. She's, is she not? She is nasty, but I think she's a bit more. She's not royalty, so she's a bit. Yeah, she's, she's just not, a, an uppity woman. Aye, mm-hmm. I think aye, uppity. Aye, that's the officious uppity great. woman. Well, have a fantastic time. Thank you. Thanks for talking to me. Pleasure. Thank you so much. What an amazing wealth of experience. Um, And yeah, great. Great to know that people are out there doing so many different things. I mean, I think we do do that thing, don't we, in our early in our career, usually early in our career, where we try different things and find out what is for us um, and what isn't. And it seems like Stephen really did that. Found out, you know, went and tried things and went, uh, actually, that, no, that's not for me. Um, and tried other things and found that it is. And yeah, it's great. I mean, there's so many different ways of doing it. And I think hearing about someone do these long running uh, tours, you know, that's such a different discipline to perhaps, you know, short term things or gigs or ships or different things like that. It's just it just reminds you that there's there's many many ways up the same mountain you know there's lots of different ways to skin a cat sorry for all you feline lovers out there but yeah um, great to talk to Stephen a terrific performer to watch and a, and a hell of a nice chap to talk to so it's a joy for me and I hope it was the same for you that's all I'm going to give you this week I think that's all that's required I hope you'll come back and join us next week when we are six years old we've been doing this podcast for six years can you believe it so come and join me next week for a wee celebration of that in whatever form it might take I don't know what form it's going to take yet do I but uh, I'm looking forward to it nonetheless thanks for sticking with us for all these years Uh, thanks for listening to today's podcast and I hope you'll keep coming back and listen to more so until next week I'll say what I always say cheerio now